This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. I'm Keegan. And I'm Christina. I found an article for us to talk about. Um, first of all, we need to address that we're all back in person again. Oh, oh yeah. I just feel like it's very oh. big news. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> we are COVID free. Yeah. Yeah. Since uh, 93. We are <laughs> chilling back in our studio. So, yeah, it's it's wonderful so far. It feels, it feels good. good. You know, I'm like, I'm like a glass and a half of champs in yeah. very celebratory mood all around i think this you know? is a very very old school yeah. it does feeling. it really we're recording does at night mm-hmm. versus you know usually we record on saturday yeah. mornings yeah it's a little hot which do you remember mm-hmm. early days mm-hmm. oh, in, oh. in my loft <laughs> loft it was oh, so hot like so hot i wanted to record air. naked i was oh. like it is so hot up here we literally had the least amount of clothes on <laughs> yeah it was so fucking hot and we couldn't turn the air conditioner on because it was so loud we were also like recording of like blue yetis and oh. what we had to like accomplish for three mics and one laptop oh. was just very oh. circuitous <laughs> like it was uh <laughs> very inventive <laughs> we were able to make it work and it works so well that now the first 20 episodes of our uh, <laughs> of our podcast are on patreon okay but here's the thing yeah. here's the thing because i will encourage everyone to pay and look it is our our secret shame because the sound quality isn't great but i would encourage everyone to pay the one dollar <laughs> the stories because mm. also we some singers just fully the inhibitions were flying. Oh, like early on. Yeah. The, we were off the rails because also, I mean, we would drink a bottle or two we of champagne. Would drink enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, enough. I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I think it was great, uh, <laughs> but things got real fast and loose. Yeah. 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 In those early episodes. Liquid, so. liquid courage for oh, sure. Man. Went a little too far. <laughs> it There's was stories I sh- shared where I was like, <laughs> You're like, I shouldn't have told that one. <laughs> this lives forever. Well, that's that's kind of the thing. There is there is something kind of freeing about knowing that like you have said things mm. that strangers know now mm-hmm. about you that you can yeah. never take back and yeah. exist somewhere in the ether yeah. um, for all of eternity. And um, I think about that sometimes okay. when I have coworkers who are like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast now. And I'm like, I wish you wouldn't. I, yeah. I talked about having a shallow vagina at one point. And <laughs> yes, I, you did. <laughs> my boss, who is a man in his maybe like mid 50s, uh, he was like, what? Because when we went to Austin, he was like asking me questions and mm. I was trying to be as vague Mm. as possible but he managed to find the outlier website oh which no. of course had like oh, my name and, and like yeah the the, the oh. podcast name on it so i was just like well that was a good ride um i have to look this person in the eye every day yeah. when they've heard things i uh, 
Uh, and then I told you that my uncle. Said, oh yeah, and my uncle yeah. and my grandma and your grandma, your grandma said, "I like the podcast." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." So no. when I went home last year, when my dad passed, I saw my uncle Tim for like the first time in probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and my uncle Tim is like a good old boy. Like he's in the east side of Columbus, oh, which Jesus. is not yeah. like. A good old boy, but <laughs> yeah, no. he's he's but very. Yeah. You no, know what yeah. I'm talking about. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, he's like, I tried to listen to your podcast. No, nope. uh, <laughs> I couldn't listen. Couldn't listen to all the titty talk. Ah! <laughs> I was like, oh my god, was this was at my, my own spit. father's <laughs> memorial. Okay, <laughs> like. Oh my- God. So, so cheers, I'm Uncle so Tim. Sorry. I'm so sorry, oh but also, if we don't make a piece of merch that says Titty Talk on it, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> That's hilarious. Titty Talk. Yep. So, yeah. My uncle was I a little it to bit. just be a quote that says, I can't take any of that. I couldn't take all that Titty Talk. <laughs> and literally, Uncle Tim. Uncle Tim. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny because my my oh, uncle was far more diplomatic about it. He just told me he was like, I don't think I'm um, I don't think I'm the target demographic. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. For your podcast. <laughs> no. He, he also told me because um, they mm-hmm. they adopted my cousin Chandler. And he's like, when are you going to buy a baby? Buy oh. a baby. He's like, sir. Cost me 15 grand. Best 15 grand I ever Fucking spent. I'm like, sir. I, I, my uh, uncle Tim's wild. Wow. <laughs> oh, God damn. That is so, so incredibly. It's it's so much. It's a lot. It's but the so titty, much titty talk comment. That is the me. name of this fucking episode. Is <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Because we have to. We have to know where we reference it. <laughs> I swear. I am. Oh, well, how do I follow that with this? All right. <laughs> This is what happens when we're back in person. Uh, oh my gosh, we should really reconsider night recording. <laughs> oh man, it's it is good. It it really is. This is the right answer. Oh my god. Well, you guys, let me uh, <laughs> let me come back in with some dating news. <laughs> um, oh, excellent, because we are a dating podcast. Turns out, <laughs> turns out, talk is a dating podcast. <laughs> I, I feel like we need to trademark that immediately. <laughs> if, if that's not, not if that's not a podcast on the horizon oh. for us, then it's our new show. Yeah. Tune in Tuesdays yeah. for Titty Talk. Exactly. Like it either needs to be for us or we can like sell it to Cam from the Pleasure Podcast. Oh, oh somebody yeah. needs a podcast called Titty Talk, please. Yeah. <laughs> I I could do episodes on mine. That's for sure. Oh, Yvay. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> this is an article from Metro UK. That I found. And it's six questions to ask your date to see if the chemistry is there. Okay. And I'm interested to th- see what you think about their advice. I'm skeptical. Okay. First things first, I want to do point out that they they didn't go in with a hetero couple as the header. Oh. And I appreciate that. Uh, they, got, they found oh. a nice stock yeah. image of a, uh-huh. a beautiful gay yeah. couple. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful gay couple. Okay. So. so these are questions that you would ask like on a first date. Is that what they're saying? Right. Or? So this, it's six questions to ask your date to see if the chemistry is there. Fuck, so you're I like. cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first, it, the first like, um, it's not actually a question yet. It's just kind of like a suss out the attraction. Right. So. So what ki- caught your eye about my profile? So they're like, is that like, oh, what was, so what was it about my profile that caught your eye? Right. That's like, actually that kind a of, really good question. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good question too. I've because never it's not, asked that. It's not necessarily specifically like, why did you think I'm hot? But it mm. is. 
Mm. Yeah. Or it is inviting people to see, talk about your looks. So. You are going to see, though, if somebody would like turn around and be like, oh, I really like how you talked about blank that you go. You know, it, it will point you, I think, to the direction of where their head is. You know, sure. they're like, I liked the I like your titty talk. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. titties. Yeah. Because if all they mention is physical stuff, sure. that would be something to log away as well. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, generally speaking, it is kind of like it is also trying to like, again, suss out like the attraction level. Right. Like, mm-hmm. is there attraction? Are you guys attracted to the same things? Does it feel, you know what I mean? Getting yeah. that, that general vibe. Okay. Yeah. The next one was get them talking. Okay. So it's, if you had to talk about one topic nonstop for 20 minutes or like give a TED talk about something, what would it be about? Okay. I like that. I, I like that look, question. The thing is, I like these questions. I think that they're very good questions to ask. I have to say for me personally, my heart rate goes up because I think everything is test. I was at I was at the eye doctor today. Oh no! And I even mm. told my eye doctor when they do that thing, the where one they're or like two. one or two, which is better, like which is clearer. Honey, I have anxiety about. I think I'm going to get it wrong. Like I'm wearing anytime- glasses right now that do not help my vision. Oh, be- no. simply because I'm a people pleaser and it, didn't want to disappoint my exactly, eye doctor. It scares oh, my me. Gosh. I, I, oh my god! So answering questions. Like, and I know that that's what you do on dates, like, mm-hmm. but having questions that I have to answer makes me feel like it's a test. Yeah. And I'm like scared and nervous and like my heart rate goes up okay. immediately. So can it, you think about an answer that? Qu- I mean, like, I actually feel like that's a good, that's it's a, a great good topic. Question. It's a great question, starter. but it scares me. I think all the dates that I went on, there were no questions asked, which mm. I know is like, not true. Obviously, sure. we asked each other questions, but they didn't feel if there's a way to reword it so mm. it's natural and fits into the conversation. Yeah, I think that the idea is correct. Sure. I like so far the two questions that I've heard. Uh-huh. However, I would say that I agree with Keegan and I do find like we have had a lot of dates that have written in that's like, oh, I felt like I was on a fucking job interview. Yeah. You know, but I've I mean? also had the other dates where it was like she didn't talk at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think. I think that this is kind of one of those things that I agree with you, Christina, uh, in the way that I'm like, there, there is something about like a date should just naturally have mm-hmm. good conversational flow. Yeah. I think that if you need questions already, it's, it See, feels like a problem, but there's could be shy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly it. I think for me, that's, that's where I They're get good hung icebreakers. up. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. I get a little hung up just cause I'm like, I feel like there's a moment when you meet somebody where you know like oh like we're gonna click Mm -hmm. even if there are like moments where the conversation ebbs and Mm -hmm. flows it usually feels pretty good and pretty natural pretty early yeah now i can't that that's always how it's been for me now i can't say that that's always how it is because we've definitely had stories where it's like it wasn't going well and now we're married you know (laughs) right yeah (laughs) But still, I think that these questions are valid even if you do click right on because we just we actually just finished talking about um, our Patreon movie for July, which Mm -hmm. is 500 Days of Summer, where you you can't read someone's mind. You don't. So the best way to know is to to ask, you know, and take them at face value. So asking some of these questions 
I think if it fits naturally in the conversation, even if you click, right. you might actually find out that it's like, I actually, I'm just interested in your titties. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> I actually do feel like, mm. I feel like for me, these are the kinds of questions I would ask somebody once I was already smitten. Like I can yeah. see myself like curled up on a couch with a Ooh, glass of right. wine being like, what mm. would your TED talk be? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that, that does feel good to me, which, okay. Yeah. Cause what you're would, now diving a little bit. It didn't yeah. say first date. It just yeah, said oh, like, to, yeah. to, to, oh, to okay. know if you have chemistry. So what okay. would your, what would would yours be multiverses yeah uh, oh absolutely yes Yes. or like uh like m theory or string theory Mm. like all the different dimensions uh like that were three-dimensional creatures living in the fourth dimension of time and that's okay hold on i have my notebooks just a second get them out (laughs) hold that thought be right back (laughs) (laughs) and then they left wait what (laughs) wait i thought this was about chemistry Yeah, no, it's different type of chemistry. (laughs) Um, Ask for their advice. They say, I'm looking for a recommendation for something you're interested in. Do you have any suggestions? Music. Okay. Okay. I think like music, movies. Mm. I think that those are both really good ones. Book. I need a new book. Yes. I need a new book. That's a Mm. great one because I do feel like you can learn a lot. I don't read. Oh, well, there and you go. Like, oh, never Check, mind. Please. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes, exactly. uh, yeah. Listen, reading is sometimes hard for, for Actually, people. Actually, my, my husband doesn't read. Books on tape and podcasts and mm-hmm. stuff like that are interesting too. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But I shouldn't be yeah, so harsh. I'm, I'm, I'm a book lover for sure. So. Yeah. Um, Find out their fails. I thought this was interesting. Hear me out. I never want to talk about my fails ever to anyone. But Thank listen, you. this one's good. I don't like though. to talk to them about myself. Yeah. <laughs> me alone looking in the mirror. That's the only way I talk about my failures. I like this one. <laughs> it's a good fail conversation, they said. It's tell me about your biggest travel fail. So like you can be specific. Like tell me about your biggest travel. Like especially if you oh, talk to somebody who's like a traveler. Like that's hard. Yeah, that's, that's not different. like biggest fail of all time. Like I'm thinking like world crushing. So uh-huh. I'm like that. And that also to Keegan's point does feel like a job interview question. I believe I answered that question like three times. Job. Tell me about a time that you failed and how you Ugh. recovered from no. it. You know, and I'm just like, that is job interview. This, this is light and fun. Yes, that is light. Like I fun. think that, I don't know. I mean, d- depending on maybe what they do for a living, you'd be like, Oh my gosh. Oh, like I'm a hairdresser. Oh my gosh. Tell me about the biggest, like, fuck up you did on somebody. <laughs> that oh, would be yeah. a yeah. funny story because that's been, you know, like I probably would tell you a story about like, me cutting off a guy's mullet and him crying. Like, you know, it was a real thing. And it wasn't a fail. It was just, he really did need to cut off his hair. And it wasn't a fail on my part, but it was definitely something that sticks out in my brain. I was like, having cut our hair off and then cried about it. And And I had to for work. He had to for his new job. He had just got a new job and they were making him cut his hair. When I tell you the guy was literally with real tears in his eyes, I was like, he's losing the party in the back. Oh, yeah. It's all business now. Yeah. Baby. No party left for Ron. (laughs) Yeah. He's got a job. His name was probably definitely Ron. (laughs) (laughs) That feels very correct. Work ones are, uh, can be funny. I mean, Mm -hmm. work ones can really go either way, but there was that time that I sang loudly on, on a meeting with 50 people in it at my job Woof. you yes. remember i sent you that video while yes. i was in springfield yeah <sighs> that should be shared 
<laughs> I was gonna let it go. I was gonna let it go. <laughs> I was like, that's it. But yeah, no, it was just it was a it was a Zoom meeting with fifty people in it. It was one of the bigger meetings that we have every week, and I am always muted. I'm always muted. <laughs> the way I double triple check that oh, I'm yeah. muted now mm-hmm. every minute of my life because. You know, I do it on this podcast all the time when we're like, hey, get so much worse when we're singing or whatever. I did that. I did that saying something else, but that loudly and in that cadence (laughs) on a meeting with everyone on it. It got so quiet. It was so awkward. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Zoom fails will never get old. Anyway, I still work there. Amazingly. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like. What? Are you guys gonna help me find a new job? Or? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh man! I just I thought those were really good. And the last one was actually a funny, almost opposite of us. And it was tell me about the best first date you've ever had. And I'm like, what if it's not the one you're on right now? I mean, do you? That would be the only That's question the that I, I would don't... take that as a fucking challenge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, it's not this one right now. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Taking notes. You get on a notebook. <laughs> Flip a page open. Yep, pretty much. Well, who should we fuck Mary Kill this week? Our first our first week back together. Venture back together. Well, technically our first venture back together was recording our uh um, movie. Movie. Our yeah. yeah, Tainted Love movie, which was five hundred days of summer. Which I didn't even think that that's our movie for it's for June, actually, not July, but it's like it's oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. the beginning of summer. Yeah, and we did five hundred days of summer. That was not intentional. I feel like you did say that. When did you I picked it? I think you did. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I never don't remember anything I say anymore. I don't At know. Least my mouth moves and the words fall out. I always forget it's my turn to pick a movie and end up picking a movie that's probably not even really a. <laughs> that's all right. I like our movie love. club. Yeah, it's it's really just movie club at this point. It's is it tainted love? I, I is don't there know. a relationship in it? Is, then that's basically is, the bar at this point. Are there two humans in the movie? Yeah. Great. Right. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. It uh, can't be Wilson. We did. We did do. You know. I mean, I mean, maybe it could be, I mean, but we did do 500 Days of Summer, which for me was just such an instrumental movie. I think for me and for like a lot of people like at that time, especially if you were trying to belong to a very specific aesthetic, hit. right? Yeah. And Zoe Deschanel was a moment. Yeah. She was a yeah. moment. She, I have to say, has one of the strongest brands. Oh, yeah. She's committed to her moment. Ever seen. Like, like they really went all in on like you're never going because some people what it is is just like like with madonna it's mm-hmm. like kind of your thing is that you're always evolving you're yeah. always changing lady gaga mm-hmm. it's like you're always like something new and something different zoe deschanel they looked at her her whole team and She's they were like, like Art. this yep. is it it's bangs <laughs> yes <laughs> yep. and it is vintage dresses for the rest of your life it's a lot of yarn it's bows mm-hmm. yeah mm. yeah maybe some sequins possibly yeah. Um, and she is really the real life. Yeah. She's the adorable kind of like girl, quirky girl, the real life manic pixie dream girl. Who's that girl? It's Jess. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked that show. I I love that that show. show. That show is so good. I have such a crush on Nick. Yes. As you should. As you should. What Uh, was I recently watching with him in it? Oh, there was a new t- uh, Minx. Yeah. Oh, so good. Have you started it? Yeah. No, I finished oh, it. Oh, it's so good. It's good. Oh, we have to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His energy. I like it. So good. And He's you know, so it says something ab- about me that 
his energy in that show, which is very high strung, yeah. is like hot. Like I'm oh, like yeah. a Charlie Day. Yeah, I'm like, you, why? Because I'm just like, it would the be a really, lot. Really like manic, high strung right. guy. You're yeah. vibrating at a frequency that I cannot match. <laughs> There's something very really, anxious. really hot about Charlie Day. Oh my god, I that just is. clicked in. I think that Eric is Nick from New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> But not as anxious, though. Like, he's not functioning on that level of, like, hysteria. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, like, two levels under. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a little lower than that. Uh, but, yeah, yes. I could see it. You're like, jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking Manic Pixie Dream Girl, but now I'm kind of thinking... Manic Pixie Dream Boys? Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he totally is, for sure. And Charlie Day, you're right about that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know who a weird. third would be though. I mean, like those two are really like the Very ones specific, where you're like, this yeah. is a specific genre, right? Yeah. Of like Jean. man. Whereas with the manic pixie dream girl, there's a million for sure. I mean, uh, tropey is tropey. We have a whole episode on your angry neighborhood feminist about that trope. It is an, it is a very problematic trope for a number of reasons. Um, that we don't need to get into on this show. But the fact that there are so many manic pixie dream girls is pretty problematic yeah. um, given that like generally there are just yeah. women who are there to move a male Narrative. protagonist's plot yeah. line forward. I um, say we pick pick our favorite manic pixie dream girl But they characters. are fun. And that's what I was going to say is they can be fun. There's a lot of like fun stuff in these characters as well. Yeah. So Summer from 500 Days of Summer is definitely one. Yeah. Um, I would say one that's a little edgier is, is her name Marla from Fight Club? Yep. Marla is definitely like Fight a man yeah. pixie dream girl. Definitely. Type. Clementine is my personal favorite. From I, Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine. I yeah. love that movie. I I do need to rewatch it with an older mind to okay. go back Me and too, look at it. I haven't. Because I'm like, I loved that movie and i loved that tragic love Perry story movie? yes yes mm-hmm. and it basically is Same like kate winslet yeah she has her hair just dyed all funky and he's really closed in and straight laced and they enter she's into a relationship but isn't he like she fake no she's she's not fake no, no. but she erases him from her memory oh god okay that's and right. so he erases her too but through it he's like he doesn't want to lose the memories of her and so at the end even though they know that they're ill-matched, that it's not going to work out, they still, spoiler alert on Eternal Sunshine, message. they decide to <laughs> date again, even though they're very bad for each it's other. It's a bad and message I thought It was so romantic no, back in the day. Me too. Like, this is the problem wow. with the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope is that, like, I wanted this kind of love. This yeah. kind of, like, truly it's like meant to chaotic be. yes love story yes. and like all of these true stories, love will shine through yeah yes. all of these stories have that like very chaotic like you in in 90 percent of the story these stories because you've got like holly go lightly from breakfast at tiffany's I don't remember her who she pushes through the protagonist i hated that movie though oh i like i like Bre- breakfast at tiffany's but i mean yeah no there's that she's she doesn't it's again, it's kind of that like anxious attachment style and avoidant. And when you have a woman who's that avoidant attachment style, it somehow automatically puts her in the manic pixie dream girl yeah. category. Right. Um, she's not like the other girls. Yeah. Why wouldn't she want to be completely obsessed with you, a man? Mm. Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. she doesn't want to belong to you. That's the famous line from um, from Breakfast at Tiffany's is he says like, 
you belong to me. And she says, people don't belong to each other, right? Like that's kind yeah. of her her thing and she's helping him grow. And then Oof. you've got like Penny Lane from yep. Almost Famous, who's also that kind of flitty flighty. Just there to help, mm-hmm. help our characters along. Mm-hmm. But Learn they're lessons. fun. And I wanted to be every single one yep. of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every single one of them when I was growing up. Yeah, it's Marla for me, for sure. Marla from Fight Club. Yeah. yeah that tracks that. so hard for me. Ugh. That tracks so hard for me. It's definitely that. I think that it's that she was so fuck you about it. Because yeah. I think she fought it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. You want to talk about somebody else having a brand. Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. Been brand from but you know, day one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter is just, but you know what's weird oh. about her is that like nothing. Then, she's amazing. Then she turns around and does like the King's speech and you're just mm-hmm. like, okay. Like, yeah. you know, is she just like, it's true. You know that she's like such a weirdo, wonderful weirdo. She mm-hmm. was great as princess Margaret in yep. the crown too. Exactly. Yeah. Like really she good. could do, these period oh, pieces mm-hmm. so convincingly because her parent, her family's like super fucking rich. But like, I, and I think that that's probably, probably helps when you're trying to like pull from something. Yeah. Um, she does have that hyphenated last name thing going. Yeah. I mean, I think her like grandparents were like lords and ladies. That like, tracks. Yeah, it, it does. Looks. It totally tracks. But she's fun. You can be quirky when you have that much money. Exactly. Oh, amen. Exactly. You have permission to be quirky. Mm. But I fucking love her. I love that she still shows up on the red carpet in oh, trash bags. Love it's her. incredible. Um, She's Bjork of film. Yeah, amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't want to do that person. All right. I Since we just did 500 Days of Summer, I feel like we got to throw that in. Got okay, summer. summer. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. And you're doing Clementine, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. I am. Okay, okay. Like, just, I, <sighs> what I Cassie, admired. I've never seen that. I haven't. Okay. What I admired about Clem is that she was, she was abrasive. She was brave. She spoke her mind. She also just did what she wanted to do. While Jim Carrey's character was often like uh, more closed off and like yeah. afraid to do stuff, and she was like, she wanted to go out. She wanted to do She's things. Like, Live your she life. At, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm gonna do. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna marry Clementine. Because to be honest, of these three, she's the only one who I feel like might not divorce me. Mm. I really feel that way. I'm like, I really she's feel like, like I will suffer through it. It's fine. I feel like I would get divorced from Summer or from Marla. And I feel like neither will be my choice. I feel yeah. like they will initiate the divorce mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> on me. And oh. it would be really like, like such painful. a bummer. I'm too um, like, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm too soft. Mm-hmm. To be with like either one of them, where I feel like Clementine, even though she she's is a little fight for your relationship, she's a little harder and a little more abrasive. But I feel like if she really like, I feel like she might actually like me, and I feel like if she right. likes you, she might like really fight yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm gonna marry her. Also, I just think her style is like kick ass, super cool. Absolutely, I think that we would have such a fun relationship we're gonna dye our hair all kinds of colors we're gonna go on wacky adventures yeah she's a wacky is adventures kind of girl. Uh, a little bit Could yeah be. probably yeah you're probably of the close, three you're closer to clem than you are to marla i agree yeah yeah i agree okay. i agree um Wait, because i think who's who 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 are we of these three um, uh, I'm probably Marla. I'm if I Summer. Had to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. You're, <laughs> okay. you're Clem, Cassie. I'm Summer and, and you're Marla. <laughs> uh, we have our Halloween costumes. Done. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Actually, 
I look awful in orange. I cannot wait to tell you what my Halloween costume oh my is. You know already? Eric and How? I already figured it out and we are fucking stoked for it. Oh my God. Now, last year was Han Solo and Kryptonite and Chewbacca. So we have big, big, tough to beat. But I'm excited for it. But I think I know what I'm going to do. Okay. So wait, wait, hold on. I'm not, I'm oh, not done. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. done. I'm not done. I'm going to fuck Marla. Of course you are. That I have tracks. to, although it is another situation where I'm like, this is ill-advised. I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be one of those, those like those sessions where I'm going home sessions. later. <laughs> sessions. Sex sessions. You know. Where I'm going home later and I'm just like, what was that? You know what I mean? What I just you, do? Almost like that you're like, I, I did weird stuff. I did weird stuff and I need to take a shower. And not that she did weird stuff and be like, I was inspired to do weird stuff. I was doing stuff, weird I stuff to with her. Think I'm weird? Yeah. We did weird stuff. We did weird stuff gra- together. We did weird stuff and probably in a weird setting. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to second guess like, yourself. You're be thinking about it for the rest of your life. Yeah. It'll pop into my brain yep. at the most inopportune moments <sighs> and it will be good, but it will also be like, huh. <sighs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all I at do once. know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so exactly. I, it's definitely not a long term situation for me. But one night, it, it'll be memorable. Yeah, it'll be for sure memorable. And then summer, bless Sorry. her heart. Um, I just don't, I just don't see it working out for us. I, I mean, I think we could be. Fr- I think we could like listen to records together yeah, for sure. Yeah, I want to read come to books. House. I would love to have her book recommendations. I want to be your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I don't want to have a relationship with her. No. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. All right, I, I think I'm going to marry Clem, and only because I think that I have a tendency to be a little bit like Jim Carrey, and I, <laughs> I, you need. I like. A, a spirit and energy like Clem that's you gotta have exciting to adventure. You. I have to have someone drag yeah. me out of my own head, yeah. my own space. And so I, I want to be responsible. My heart was for a minute thinking Marla. No. Because oh, I was like, God. listen, you want to talk. She <laughs> went to like support groups for fun. You and I'm cannot. Like, we would go you. into a dark, dark of the place. Three of us. I feel like you are the last person to marry Marla. Like, it would like not for, be good. Not because you don't want to, but like for your health. Yeah, like, I yes. feel like me and me and Cassie could come out yeah, the other maybe, side of that. Maybe, yeah. You no, can, it's not healthy. You for would, you. Fa- you, <laughs> you and Marla would fall into a deep if dark anyone, hole. Yeah. If anyone objects, raise your hand. Both me yeah. and Cassie were like, like yeah. strong, yeah. strong hand so raises. So see, I'm making good decisions good, in 2022. Good so you. yeah, no, I'm I am wearing glasses and I am going to marry Clem and I'm actually I'm going to fuck Summer okay. because I've seen now the hot kiss oh, yeah. in that and the yeah. hot kiss in New Girl yeah. I'm like she's a good kisser yeah. yeah yeah and has great taste in music I think absolutely yeah. I think that that would be a fun night I think it would be it'd be a quirky, quirky fun, night. fun night yeah exactly so, yeah good. her apartment's gonna be so cute there's gonna be like velvet wallpaper it's gonna be really she's nice send me home she'd be like oh actually this shirt looks better on you oh, yes. Like yes. yeah yeah she has that vibe for sure and she definitely has like all manner of like beverages in the fridge of for you oh, to take orangina yes. yes you can have an orangina <laughs> 
Yes. Would you like a San Pellegrino orange mango? (laughs) What? Yes. Yeah, that's not blood orange. It's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, in fact, like you guys might go thrifting afterwards. Oh, that's the vibe, right? Like it's gonna be good. You're gonna go to an old record store. Yeah, it'll be nice. Just like she shakes like gin martinis oh and she's got yeah. like a cocktail kit and uh-huh. we have gin martinis i love that she's literally dating one of the property brothers <laughs> <laughs> she is she i is. forgot that she is she, oh i love she that tried, journey I love that. for her she Me tried too. her hand at dating like quirky like they're like hipster guys and she's like actually you know what what i really need in my life is a hard i'm, a, I'm enough Canadian. hipster yeah she's like i'm enough hipster alternative for for one relationship i need <laughs> exactly somebody perfect. straight lays yeah, yeah. Great ladies. Oh man, I am going to gosh, I don't know. I actually was originally gonna marry Clem. Um, I think it might be much. I think that it might be much. It's a lot of energy. I think the two so. of you together would be a lot of energy. I think we'd be much, mm-hmm. much, much. Yeah. And I think that what I'm gonna do is marry Summer. I think that that's a good idea makes for you. <laughs> so much sense. Yeah. That is the best choice yeah, for you out of is, the three. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, we are gonna share clothes. Yeah. We are gonna listen to music. We yeah. are gonna sing like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. And yes. we're gonna have so much fun. And we're gonna have a little cocktail parties. Oh, your dinner parties Ugh. would be the funnest. Yeah. Oh my god. Agree. We make the best steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. It's gonna be a good time. So fun. Anyway. I'm going to marry her. And then I'm going to fuck Marla because, yeah, I mean, that's a good time. It's going to be a yeah. dark, good time. Yes, You're right. exactly. Which I just want for a, an evening. Like I want it to go I places. I don't want to do it at Tyler's house. Oh, no. Oh, no. We don't like mess. No. And in fact, did we, did we ever see Marla's house? What's her house like? Because I just have. Yes, we did. We do. Is it okay? It's in the. uh, Yeah, it's in an apartment building. I remember that. And it's definitely nicer than his. Okay. All right. Then fine. Yeah, that's right. Every place that we go will smell like cigarettes. I mean, it looks like when you watch Fight Club, you're like, this whole city has like a gray filter over the top of it. it. It looks like everything smells like smog it's so it definitely smells like cigarettes but that's okay i'm okay with going going like there stale for bourbon an evening yeah one yeah. i'm gonna get bed bugs god damn it <laughs> i i but it's don't. an adventure and you'll think about no, it for the rest of your life i can't do it the bed bugs are keeping me out i'm sorry i oh. have to i have to i'm i'm it feels safer to go with clem it is yeah yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. for sure all right that's it for me okay that so we do have a new patron. We are really, really excited to announce. So thank you so much. And we want to give a really big Patreon welcome to Morgan Serafin for joining us there on Patreon. We are back in person now. So we're going to have a big meeting this weekend and write every single Patreon message that we missed while I was out of town. So everybody should be getting the rewards very, very soon. Thank you so much for being patient with us. And we love having you as part of our Patreon family. If you have any suggestions for anything that you'd like to hear on the show, if you want to write in any stories, we would love, love, love to hear them. Yeah. Yay. Welcome. We're Steve. Yeah. You guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories. Sounds good. And we're back. Okay. So I have the tainted love this week. So I will start us out. This is from a listener. They wrote in, which thank you so much. Love it. Says, big fan of the pod. Thank you for all you do. As a true crime fan as well, I thought you would enjoy this worst date. Uh Uh-oh. Please keep me anonymous. Mystery. 
It was back in 2017. I was freshly single from a long relationship and on Tinder just looking for some free drinks and fun. Yes. There you go. (laughs) Right? This man was messaging me to hang out, saying he was also just looking for fun. He asked me for drinks, but the day of offered for me to go to his house instead. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Specifically saying... Want to come to the hizzy? Nope. No. <laughs> no. Actually, you know what? It turns out <coughs> I can't come. Also, it's 2017. Like, the hizzy? Whoa. No. Like, okay, the hizzy. Warren G. Like, no thanks. <laughs> like, what guy. is like, going on? Mace. The hizzy feels very much like Malibu's most wanted. Like, oh, this is like, no. what, like 2001? No, stop it. Well, also, just the because boo. you want to keep things casual does not automatically no. equate to fucking no. i'm sorry it doesn't but i i feel like some people think i just want to keep something casual they think that's just no string sex and sometimes that's a great byproduct of it sure. but that's not automatically what it means no. so i feel like also, that should be presumptive as fuck your home is very intimate like even um, if i believe you mean hizzy his sorry you're hizzy is very intimizy. <laughs> and I feel like... <laughs> oh, I, hate I hate this. Sorry. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it too. I also you're hate it. Like, well, and also it, it could be too. dangerous if exactly. you're a female entering a male's abode. There yeah, are lots of things that can happen to you to yeah. make you a Dateline episode. Yes, so. absolutely. And like either way too though, it's just like your house is so intimate and personal that like going there on a first date feels... No. Like without knowing the person at all. Yeah, I don't think so. But anyway, she writes first red flag. I told him I would rather meet in public and we can see where the night takes us. We met up for a drink. And while the conversation was flowing, something just didn't feel right. I told him I was tired after a couple of drinks and ended the night early. I went home about two weeks later. I'm scrolling on Facebook and see a familiar face. Mm -mm. It was his mugshot. Mm. He had been arrested for shooting and killing his girlfriend the year prior. (gasps) So she went on a Uh, date with someone who had already murdered. Someone who already was a Dateline episode. Uh Oh, no. Exactly. That's awful. And wanted (gasps) her to come to his house. Oh, Oh, no. no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He had framed it as suicide, and originally the police labeled it as such. Oh. The family spent a year asking <gasps> the police to investigate further as they did not believe their daughter would commit suicide. <gasps> wow. Holy the police, shit. right? The police found evidence to back up that he shot her and arrested him. Oof. Um, she says, which I'm, I'm saying this on the pod because I want her to resend. She says, I put the article at the bottom, but there was no attachment. Oh, so I don't know if it's a thing with Squarespace because she submitted this via Squarespace. But I would love to read that article. So, yeah, please resend it. You um, have to be so my worst day podcast so, at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be so, so careful. Wow. Yes, uh, you really do. It's so, so tragic. But yeah, a, a guy's first. For a first date, their apartment, it's... It's just... It, it's, I mean, every time. I mean, for for everyone, but more so, of course, percentage-wise, for women and women-identifying folks, like, when you go on a first date at all with a stranger, mm-hmm. you're flipping a coin. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, because yeah. that, that is how it feels. I mean, it, it might feel very, like, or it might sound very, like, hyperbolic to say it like that, but that is but how it's not. it feels. And it's true. I, I have to say that guys need to stop, like, getting offended yeah. by us 
being but cautious. But I'm a good guy. But I'm a good guy. How Why did you feel that way about me? We know. We don't know. Guess what? We don't know. I'm certain that Ted Bundy said he was a good guy, and he right. wasn't. He's not. And also, you guys, can we stop saying he's good looking? He's. Not. I mean, that's yeah. That's, that's a whole conversation. Weird. Disgusting. Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, it's like Ugh. not all men, but like, okay, but which ones? <laughs> How would we yeah. know? Okay. But which know? ones? How would we know? Um. When I sent the article to my friends, along with a remember that date I went on a couple weeks ago. <gasps> My friend asked me if the reason my gut was saying go home was maybe that he was acting as if he'd gotten away with murder. Oh, wow. A whole new meaning to that saying for me now. Anyways, always trust your gut. Thanks for the laughs and stories. Love you. XOXO. Wow. That is. uh, That's a worse date. That's. Yeah. I mean, that is something that I do feel like you would carry with you for the rest of your life in terms of like, okay, this is a possibility Yeah, for like someone. I think about that all the time that like the person pouring your coffee at Starbucks or the person like you're next to in traffic or the person you work with, anybody, you don't know what's going on. And Mm. like you could be around somebody who's murdered somebody. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, statistically, you probably have been at one point or another. You probably have been. Especially here in America. Hi. Mm. Hi. Italy, uh, we're looking at you. <laughs> Come through. Coming Come your way. Through. Coming your way. Um, okay. I've got a story. Uh, they say, I, a 22-year-old female, went on a Tinder date with a guy who we will call Chris, a 26-year-old male. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Chris and I matched on Tinder and messaged back and forth for a couple days. The connection was there, so we decided to go on a date to a popular bowling alley that wasn't too far from his place. The alley is in a major city and there's never any parking. So Chris said I could just park at his apartment and then we could take an Mm. Uber. Mm. I agreed. Mm. I got to his place a little early and he asked if I wanted to come in as he was finishing getting ready. I no, thank wh- you, okay, sir. You're wait. a man. You should already be ready. Exactly. Honey, I was about what are you to put your mascara out? on. I'll meet you outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm about to time out this whole thing because yeah, I'm just no. like, look, as a woman no. who does like. Full, if I'm going out, oh, out yeah. we all know. Like, Honey. If, if I'm going out, out, it's like full glam. Yeah. Like, you know the exact time mm-hmm. it takes you. How long? Exactly. For me, it would be an hour and a half. Okay. I how need long? an hour and a half. Uh, I need like 40 minutes. I'm one hour exactly. Uh-huh. I want one full hour from the time I get into the shower until I'm completely yeah. ready to walk out the door. I want to play my music. I know yep. what my process is, yeah. right? I'm like, I'm going to play my music. Podcast. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to do like a, a, I have a ritual and I right. know how long it takes me. I know exactly so, how long it takes me. First of all, that, and I'm doing a whole fucking thing. So I'm like, what are you doing? Honey, if you you're put, not ready, put your shoes on. Let's go. If you're not ready by the time I got there, it means you were asleep until five minutes ago. Right. And yes. like, that's, it's no, I'm sorry. I hate this guy. <laughs> well, I think you guys are right. <laughs> she says red flag number one his apartment was disgusting yeah. he lived with three other guys and the place looked worse than a dirt dirty college frat house oh my god is it my neighbor <laughs> smelled horrible you can tell us <laughs> garbage everywhere dirty dishes cigarette ash everywhere he told me his roommates were slobs and that he used to clean up after them but stopped because he was tired of being their maid. Okay, I will say, hold on, because I, I was... your room specifically then. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Your but room would be clean. Yeah, I was a roommate right. to, uh, with my ex-boyfriend, and we had a roommate, a male roommate, and I will say our apartment got to a state of like unwieldy chaos of like it looked horrifying, and it was partially because it got to a point where I was like, I'm not... I'm not doing the dishes. I am not your mom, 
Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was just like, I'm not doing the dishes until someone else does. So the dishes did not ever get washed, <laughs> get done. I, I mean, I'm not they exaggerating. Ended up underneath, the <laughs> underneath the sink. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> kidding. Like, I, they, they just didn't get done. And then, like, the apartment just deteriorated because I was yeah. just like, well, I'm not going to do it. I was just stubborn. Yeah. And I was just like, I will live in filth rather than do That's this. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sometimes you got to take a stand. And it didn't, I mean, it didn't work out. No. So. Uh, we have to tell Keegan this real quick. Sorry to off topic your your story. No, but no. my friend was in town, Sarah, mm-hmm. and she knew the roommate, the squirrel mate. The cheese mate? The Did no. he have cheese under the... No, no, no. no. this isn't cheese no, under I know the couch. That roommate. <laughs> yeah, you know him. But um, no, it was the, it was the, the female... The squirrel. The squirrel. Oh, the squirrel. one that picked up no. the squirrel and chucked it outside. She said she lived in Johnstown. I'm like, I don't remember her. And she came I think when I went to jo- the joint vocational school and Sarah was like oh yeah I know her we like she lived like right around the corner I'm like yeah squirrel girl yeah she's in a band now yeah. of course she and is and apparently like a really a fucking really good, good singer one. I mean yeah, in Nashville in- she's like in Nashville now yeah look anybody who her. will pick up a squirrel with their bare hands mm-hmm. it reminds of me of that TikTok of that woman who picked up that possum with her bare <laughs> hands did you see that there was a woman in a restaurant there was a possum in a restaurant and I think she literally says don't worry, I'm from the South or I'm from the Midwest. I remember she said one or the other and she just went and she <laughs> grabbed this possum like it was a baby kitten just by the scruff of its neck yeah. Yeah. and carried it out of this restaurant. Feels like how you would do it. <laughs> I would never. I like possums and I would never approach them. by the scruff. A, you would pick them up underneath them. No. No. Uh, that's how you get Possums do not rabies. have the rabies. They don't have rabies, but I still don't want it to bite me. They've got like jaws that unhinge and it freaks me out. I love possums, actually. I think they're so cute. That's why you throw a towel over them. And then you pick them <laughs> they up. They just freak out. They, they play possum. They roll over. They're like, uh. pick them up. Throw them outside. <laughs> All right. All right. So he finally got done getting ready. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What was he doing? I need to know. I, what was he doing? <laughs> I don't know. We He's hopped like in an Uber. <laughs> Making this pompadour. He's doing feathering. <laughs> feathering yeah. his hair out. Red flag number two. He shares with me that he was dishonorably discharged from the military for failing a drug test. But he went on to say that he failed it on purpose because he made Mm. more money bartending than he did from the military. And the military was just taking up too much of his time. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm not advocating for the military, but I'm also like, that's a really weird conversation to have on your first day with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. We finally get to the bowling alley and we go to the desk to get a lane. I said I would pay for the first game and he didn't argue. (laughs) Not that I was expecting him to. I actually like paying for myself on dates because then you don't feel like you owe the other person mm-hmm. anything this, just because they paid. This is a girl after my own heart right here. Exactly. We get our lane reserved, then stop by the bar inside of the bowling alley to get a drink. Again, I offered to get the first round of drinks mm-hmm. for both of us, mm-hmm. and he agreed. This was red flag number three for me because he seemed like he preferred that I pay. Of course he does. Of course. Everyone likes free shit. Free shit tastes better. It feels better. It's it awesome. Absolutely. And I fell mm-hmm. into this trap too. This is a people pleaser thing where I'm like, yes. oh, I can get the first round. And then all of a sudden, like you, a broke person trying to live on their own <laughs> mm-hmm, in LA mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has spent $120 on a bar tab in WeHo for somebody that you're going to ghost later. Wow. Not that I oh, no. know what wow. that's like. No, it sounds like you. It, it sounds like a completely sounds, made up situation oh, yeah. that's never I happened to her. Pulled that out yeah, of thin, thin air. air. It's, you should be a creative writer. <laughs> we finally started bowling and everything was going fine. 
The conversation flowed well. Lots of laughs were shared. We got a few more rounds of drinks, and I paid for all of them. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. Look, okay. look, look. Okay. I am a people pleaser, and I hap- I mean, not <laughs> I'm happily, not. but <laughs> I very quickly would have racked up like at least $100. Like, I know I would have because that's who I am. I'm a person who's afraid to tell my optometrist if it's one or two, okay? <laughs> I know that that's who I am as a person, but... I am also a person who suffers from poverty, PTSD, and there is no way that I would have allowed myself to pay for everything the whole night. Me. Yeah. No way. It's There's me. no way. It's easy now. I, I definitely learned that. Money. I got burned. I got burned a couple times where I'd be like, oh, you want to get the next round? Just bring it up. Soup's cash. Be like, oh, I'm ready for the next round. Can you get me a just mm-hmm. fucking point? blank don't mm-hmm. offer or i would just yeah. stop drinking don't offer i would me. honestly stop drinking i would just be like if, if you're not too. gonna if you're not if they're not i gonna don't need offer, it if it ain't free after that yeah point. i'd yeah. be like all right i paid for the first round if he's not because i know myself I, I don't think i would ever be forward enough to ask them to get the next round but i just wouldn't bring it up and i'd be like okay well i guess neither of us are drinking for the rest of this <laughs> night how about See, that <laughs> and we're gonna live in this dirty house <laughs> i'm taking stands that's my taurus rising yeah. <laughs> she's like and stubborn my, my heels are sunken uh he never offered to pay but i was having fun and we decided to play one more game of bowling and again he looked at me when it came time to pay i'd be like what you looking at <laughs> exactly (laughs) i need to go to the bathroom (laughs) bye Bye. (laughs) during that second game of bowling i saw chris take a picture of me and put it on his snapchat story this was red flag number four because it's our first date way too soon for any pictures of us out together and all i can assume is that this bitch is paying for my entire night yeah that's (laughs) what he wrote on it yeah i don't like that We barely knew each other and we weren't even friends on Snapchat. I ignored it, though, because it's not like anything bad could come from one picture, right? Wrong. (laughs) Anyhow, we got done bowling, took an Uber back to my car. He asked me if I wanted to come up to his apartment. Nope. I politely declined and just drove home. Shortly after I got back to my place, he texted me saying he had a really good time and hopes to see me again. I didn't respond back until the next day and just said it was nice meeting him. I had no interest in going out with him again. I hoped he got the hint from my text. I thought he did because I didn't receive anything back from him until a few days later. He called me and said he had just spent the last few nights in jail and apologized for not being able to reply to my text. Well, honest. (laughs) He was super embarrassed to admit that he went to jail. I asked him what happened, and he shared with me that him and his ex-girlfriend very recently broke up, Mm. like only a few days before we went on the date. Oh, when he posted the picture of me on his Snapchat story, his ex saw it and went to the police. This is coming from him. His ex saw it and went to the police claiming domestic abuse in a fit of jealousy. Okay. Also, you know what you were doing by posting that picture. That's exactly right. Like, like, you know, like. Okay. I mean, I don't trust a single thing he says, but right. also if you're posting a picture of someone you're on a first date with where there's not like that and kind of chemistry. And just broke up with mm-hmm. an ex you are like trying a couple to make days ago. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You, look. Yeah. They're in stop their tw- it. Yeah. Stop. Get some help. <laughs> Get help. <laughs> Get a therapist. I asked why he would, she would do something like that. He said she was just jealous, but there was an incident a couple weekends before where they got into an argument at a bar and his ex ran out of the bar and started running down the road away from him. 
He said he was really scared because she was drunk and could have gotten hurt. So he chased after no. her. No, chivalrous. And when no. he caught up to her, he grabbed her and no. kind of threw her against <gasps> a building. No. And it was all caught on the security okay, camera. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. Mm. I have so many questions. Like, I why? Don't. Why? Why? Why would you throw her against a building? Yeah. Oh, he's 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 he wanted to concerned. stop her. He wanted to stop her. Has that yeah. ever happened? Uh, yeah, no, this is not happening. In the history this of is, ever. This is somebody who's rightly spending time in jail for, it seems like, uh, being a piece of shit. Also, what a thing to say to somebody. Like, I, like, I just, I think you just got to let that go. Like, let, like, start fresh. Like, this let motherfucker that... is contacting her from jail. And telling her all of they this. They went on one bad date. It's a lot. And this is a phone call they're having. Nope. I have spent how much money on you and now I'm having to spend my emotional energy no, on right. you as well? No. 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 I mean, would I listen just so I had something to tell my girlfriends yes, later? Yes. Absolutely. After sharing all this, he asked if I wanted to go on another no. date. My guy. Oof, <laughs> man. The... <laughs> I want a tenth. I want a tenth of that kind of like confidence. Mm. Self delusion at that point. I don't think that's even confidence. That's just somebody that does not really. Do you think those people are happier? Do you think they're happier? I mean, ignorance is bliss is a popular saying for a reason, I think. So, I mean, I think if I didn't analyze everything in my life to the nth degree, maybe I would be like a slightly happier human being. Eric and I have had this exact conversation conversation i i don't believe that ignorance is bliss them but there are things that i choose to focus on and choose not to focus on Mm. that's mm, hmm. well as long i mean i do broader conversation (laughs) okay let's get back into stories all right (laughs) we're about to get real deep and existential for y'all yeah i didn't mean to go there i just (laughs) i just my brain went there auto i was like well never mind let's yeah okay so my story came from reddit as well and it starts out, okay, so this date is just awful. I'll try to give you as much detail to set the story. I was commenting on a friend's Facebook post and a man who was his cousin, but I didn't know at the time, was commenting back and forth with me and started messaging me privately. We started chatting, had a decent convo, and he asked if I wanted to grab dinner. I agreed. He picked me up and we went to Boston Pizza, which is basically a more expensive Pizza Hut type of situation okay dude i'm sorry can we talk about how <laughs> fucking old stellar pizza. old school pizza was why did i just wait what's that old school pizza hut do you remember oh, where you're they talking had the about old school pizza hut yes. and the pizza and the red bar? Not only do red i remember cups. we have talked about it on this podcast oh, on yeah. this very podcast red yeah cups. there was a there i just i need our gen z listeners to understand the magic that was mm. like there that was pizza. a buffet there was like mm-hmm. a salad bar yeah. situation. And the the, the breadsticks. Yes. And, like, and the pe- it was a sit down yes. restaurant. Yes. I, yes. Are there any pizza huts that are sit down restaurants anymore? I don't. I don't want to go. I, I would don't lo- know. If we can would, find one in the I, state of California, road we, trip. We will do a birthday party or something <gasps> there. Can you road imagine? Fuck. I want an all girls pizza hut mm. sit down salad bar road I want to drink soda. Yes. Out of those yes. red fucking yes. cups yes. that are probably gave every single one of us fucking. <laughs> they had chips on the side. Oh, <laughs> you know those having no worked those in things our, got the 
the, the hard wash. I, I, I've worked in chain restaurants before and I still Did don't feel the, comfortable. the hard wash We washer? had one of those like fire, fire hoses. Yeah. And then you put it in the slider and it, you slide it in, still you close down the thing it. and you hit that sanitizer button. What you got to put the sand it in I need to be in there. Oh, we didn't have super, super it was, ours hot. was auto fed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You open it and you're just like steam for days. Okay, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boston Pizza. Boston Pizza, which is basically a pizza hut. Uh, at the time, I was vegetarian, almost vegan, but couldn't give up eggs. Mm. He knew this as we discussed splitting a pizza. We opted to get our own meal. No big deal. He ordered a burger wrapped in bacon with a side of wings. Worth mentioning, I don't give a shit what anyone else eats. Our meals came. Convo was fine. He starts offering me bites of his food. I pass. Yeah. He then starts eating very loudly and moaning that, oh, God, it's so good. Okay. And I had to order a meal that was every animal since you're not having any. Okay. I, as somebody who doesn't eat meat anymore, I would fucking leave. And yeah. as somebody who like Just wings rude. was one of my like favorite foods, like I fucking love a good like buffalo wing or like a garlic parmesan wing or mm. I loved, you know, that would be so it's so mean it's just it's tacky also it's, it's tacky, tacky. It's like tacky. don't comment on other it's people's eating choices they well, do. It, doesn't we not. Matter. it doesn't concern if you, you have a problem with it don't go on a date with me Hi. right you know like, if you have a problem with it and it's just like also people have all different kinds of reasons for not wanting to eat meat it's very 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 disrespectful to be commenting on it like that yeah. like i don't care what anybody else eats also, at all just yeah but don't, like don't, don't comment in general on anything anybody eats ever doesn't Absolutely. matter if i quote eat like a bird or quote eat Absolutely. like a man or, or oh quote, she should eat a sandwich or, it's like yeah. no no just don't don't, don't. fucking it's just weird don't. too it's also just like so weird it's Why? so weird to comment on something that literally doesn't affect you it's at all. completely Stop. frivolous and Stop stupid it. it's Gross. dumb anyway okay fucking weird we finish and he suggests grabbing a coffee before i get dropped off at home we grab a coffee and he starts driving in the opposite direction of my house saying, let's go for a quick drive. Mm, okay, mm -mm. I can do that. The convos turns weird now. First of all, no, I do not. If we've planned to drive toward my house, I'm jumping out of the car in the next stop. Oh, talk and motherfucking yeah, roll. I am. There's I am, a real theme here I, with these stories. I was just, like, just going to say danger, Will Robinson. Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> like, red flags, red yeah. flags. Like... Well, roll out. It gets so much worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. He starts talking about his obsession with the dead. How he drives a hearse that he bought from a funeral home. How he has no fear of death. And if he could, he'd love to experience it more than once. Wait. Death. How do you know that you would love to experience it more than once? You've never experienced it. Yeah, I, he okay. would love to experience it more than once. So... So far for <laughs> dates, we've got someone, a murderer. Yeah. We have a dom domestic assault. Yeah. And now we have a kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> it, so ain't, funny, it ain't good. Like, we yeah. are a dateline episode. Yeah, Where's Keith not Morrison? Good. Well, it's no. not good. Oh, be no. bad situation. Where's Josh Mankiewicz when we need him? I know. Oh, uh, what the fuck? I just, I kind of just muttered some, uh-huh. Uh, then he mentioned his career and how he is the best in the world and wins so many competitions and he has been robbed of so many wins. He's a tattoo artist. Of course he is. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the most. Okay. 
I'm sorry. I'm apologizing in advance to tattoo artists, but you guys do know you have to have, like you guys have to understand that you have a reputation, right? Like I feel like hairdressers have a reputation. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that we all know this guy. And yeah. he has no, tattooed I, one I ran, of us. I ran a tattoo shop yes. in South Beach right across the street from Miami Inc. So you yeah. know these guys. I know. Well, I mean, tattoo it's just artists. like, and again, it's like hashtag not all tattoo artists, <laughs> hashtag not all bartenders, but bartenders have a reputation too. It's the yeah. same kind of, it's the same kind of thing. Right. Yeah. 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 From there, he decided to quote rate my tattoos from shitty to god awful. I will tuck and roll out of this car. We are done. We are fucking done. Like, yeah. I what are you supposed to do with that wait, information? It's fucking permanent on your body. Yeah. Like, okay, thanks what for making me do? feel like shit. Your and they're never gonna so be good enough. If you've ever met a tattoo artist, they are always gonna be like, oh, this is criticize because they would have done something good. different. I would have done it this way. I just I feel like your tattoos also are so fucking personal. And like even like the first tattoo I have on my body, I look at it sometimes and I'm like, yeah, it's not perfect. Like there are yeah. things about it that like aren't perfect about it, but like it's mine and like I don't need your opinion about it if I really hated it I would cover it up and I don't don't. yeah so like my first fuck you yeah (laughs) my first tattoo is so sentimental to me and it's shit it is a shite tattoo it didn't live up very long and to be honest with you I got it with a friend who's now passed and I, it will always have such sentimentality, like such yeah, sentimental yeah. like place for me because of that. That has very little to do with what that is or what that thing is or what it looks like as much as the moment and the experience and the thing that will always live in my, my brain for the rest of my life. Well, this person just seems like they think that their opinion is important. Yeah. That, Not just yeah. about the yeah. tattoos, about but everything. about the food Don't and comment on like what that. I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Don't comment on what's on my fucking body. Why do you think that your opinion is important? Uh, who who are you? Do you well, know? He and how, of course, he's going to rate them between shitty and god awful and how he would have done them. I had like three at the time. All of them are words. Like, what are you? What? What? Oh, uh, okay. I would have used done this font. I would have done that in cursive. <laughs> what? Okay. Like, okay, cool. Somehow he manages to steer the convo to sex. Somehow. That sounds right. Ra- really? Yeah, like it wouldn't take much. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> and how he never has sex on the first date and how he never eats the cat. Okay. Oh, whoa. Okay. okay. Because, wait, so- wait, because he hates blood. Do you oh, think does it bleed all the time? Throw you fucking this weirdo! Table. How old are you? Uh, there are whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, my well, brain this, just the short same circuit. guys that won't eat pussy are the same <laughs> ones whose tip of their dick smells like Fritos. <laughs> like it does. Honestly, this, those I'm people, sorry. I just screamed into the mic. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting you to but say I that. Know. It is. <laughs> it is the same one. They're like, I don't, I don't eat pussy. Like, but uh, and it's like they have the smelliest. Have you washed p- your dick lately? Exactly, sir. Just dick cheese. Have you <laughs> washed your dick lately? Have you washed your dick lately? Oh, I can't. I. Like, I just, why are you bringing this up? First of all, mm. you don't have sex on the first date. Amazing. Because you're not going to have sex on this date <laughs> either. Yeah. Secondly, it's not a brag that you don't eat pussy. 
right like it's just like you know that's a thing that i think this is the titty talk right <laughs> i think this, <laughs> this is, is the, the titty, titty talk, talk that was titty, alluded to titty, titty talk corner yeah here. Okay. yeah but it's but that's the truth i mean this is exactly why i, I hope my boss never listens ever mm-hmm. um but it's just like yeah it's like you you realize like that's a thing that like I'm people sorry. who have clits want yeah, you did yeah. too, oh right? Like, like foreplay, they Holy like it. Shit. They Those kind are of like the that same thing. guys. This is why that I can't foreplay. I'm like done a blowjob mm. before ever. But it's like the same thing. It's like blow them, then you have penetrative sex, and then it's Good night, done. night, night. Oh yeah, yeah, and the penetrative sex is like fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if it's a guy, you have to fucking suck off first. Yeah, before penetrate. That's sex. I'm so is glad we're back together. This is great. So bad. <laughs> you know it amazing. is. You know it is. You fucking know it is. God damn. <laughs> anyway, and he hates blood. Fucking sir, dude. <laughs> Sir, you know it's like three to five days out of a month, right? Like, it's like nothing. Also, yeah, it's seven like, at most. At mm-hmm. most, I mean, unless some weirds going on, you know. Oh, the, I hate this guy, but he reassured me. You guys, <laughs> thanks so much. He has quote the magic touch and could make me come with a few finger strokes, but nope. not on the first date because you nope. don't do that. Right? <laughs> I assured him. He could not. And I wasn't interested in testing his theory. Please keep your fucking gross ass <laughs> oh, fingers out of Those fingers are my... nasty. You know they are. Oh. Yeah, the nails are dirty. Ew, <laughs> dirty. You know you got dirty I've nails. always thought about that where I'm just like, I have never been fingered by someone who has like Clean dirty nails. fingernails. Oh. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. Have you never been fingered by someone who has clean nails? No, of course I have. Oh, okay, okay, great. No, but yeah, the, the like, with his like dirt. Or you're like, did you just ridge. come in from gardening? Yeah. <laughs> Did you plant some maters and now you want to finger bang? It looks like like you have spent all day doing charcoal drawings. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, what's what's happening? Why why are your hands Oh, no, I need that wash. I need a full wash first, sir. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. And I wasn't interested in testing this theory. He called me a prude because I wouldn't, quote, get fingered on first date. My feelings are so hurt, mister. I don't eat pussy. But his opinions are... No, oh, his apparent. Oh my god! And he's only against sex on the first date, not fingering. So you're my bad. really missing out. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. He had driven us pretty far into the country, and so the convo dried up. So he started playing extremely heavy metal full blast. He is a tattoo artist. Oh my god! This is so tracking. So you're in the middle of the country blasting fucking oh my, what I can only assume yeah. Metallica. I'm like, I was about to say Megadeth, and she's like Metallica. Just I like, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Iron Maiden, just like Metallica. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, I am judging your metal choices right now. <laughs> Thankfully, it was better than the shit he was talking about. Uh, the entire date was during the winter, so the windows were up, and he's chain smoking the entire time. Oh. My eyes are watering. This is awful. I hate this date so I, much. <laughs> I get home, and he tells me. Quote, tonight was nice, but don't expect, expect a second date. Okay. He's just like, okay, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Mutual oh ghost. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. I get inside, shower, get into bed, and I see that I have some messages. Lo and behold, it's him saying his fingers were itching to show me a good time. Oh, that's the worst text ever. And I 
spitters are itching to show you a good time. It d- makes me think of bugs. the hand from it's like, Adam's family. It's so gross. It's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something about like fingers and itching just you, feel like it feels like a skin virus. You know what I mean? Like a rash. I don't want that. It also makes me feel like he doesn't know his way down there at all. No, no he's taking labia folds and yeah. just rubbing oh. them together oh yeah he's he's, 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 he's somebody mess. that's like rubbing yes. super fast and you're like yes sir. not fast and hard someone that literally just starts just like at this pace and you're nintendo, like nintendo nintendo <laughs> controlling down there yes. oh the definitely I'm oh sorry i cannot just a button masher for sure <laughs> oh, <a> button masher <laughs> just like a windshield wiper i cannot it's he says, <laughs> my fingers are itching to show you a good time and I shouldn't be such a prude. Needless to say, I blocked him and moved yes. on. Yes. Amen. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, my God. Wow. What a treasure trove. I really, really need <sighs> to take five before oh, I come back. Okay. Water I, I want to give just like a blanket apology to our editor, Ooh. Thomas, for the number of times that I think I yelled into the <laughs> microphone. And I didn't mean to. <laughs> I just I there were some surprises like yeah. some things came out of left whammies. field and I wasn't ready. But All that titty talk, man. Whoa. Mm. Yes. Well, <sighs> we'll be right back with the tainted love. And it- we're back. Ah! <laughs> I love that no one knows who's doing no that knows. on it's the a, second break. It's a new thing. I we like just it. we wanted to break up the uh the advertisers for you guys to make it, you know, a little bit less intrusive. Yeah. But if you want to help us out, uh, the people, we, we actually approve all the advertisers. That's right. So, yeah, you know, check them yeah. out. We only approve the ones that we like. Yeah. So, yeah. It's and true. we feel like aligned with us. And to be fair, um, sometimes we'll, every now and again, we'll get like a, a rando that kind of pops through. And if you hear something that you're like, that doesn't feel like them, we want to know about it. Know. We've actually Absolutely. had somebody reach out to us about an ad that had popped through and that we were that we weren't aware yeah yeah we we had no idea how like sabra hummus yeah or something like that we should clarify that we approve we approve ones that we read this is true so if anything comes through where it's a ad that we're not reading that you're like whoa (laughs) i feel like that doesn't feel like them uh, let us know because we, we, we are can... not recruiting you to the army. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not asking you to be all you can be. Like, we, we can reach I out. Mean... In fact, don't because like <laughs> life is short and it's hard. It so just, really yeah. is. Just be yeah. what you want. I, that's <laughs> that's our motto. That's my advice to you. Yeah. Um, be easy and relax um, is my motto. But yeah, so if you hear anything, please let yeah. us know and and we will ask that that advertiser be removed because. Yeah, we you, care about you, you guys. You know us. Yeah. You know yeah. us at this point. All righty. I have the tainted love this week. This was actually something. It's kind of fun. It's not fun. The story oh. is not fun. But it is fun that someone on TikTok tagged us in this story. Someone oh, else on TikTok had made love. a... Yeah, someone else on TikTok had made a video about this story. And I had vaguely heard about this this as a concept, but didn't know any of the details okay. of this story. So when they tagged us in it, I was like, I will send that to myself. I love and that I will you're do doing it. this. Yeah, mm. I will do it on my next Tainted Love. So if you are listening, thank you so much um, for suggesting it. So I got most of my information from um, a blog 
and then also ABC News and The Advocate. And then there is a Forensic Files. Most of my stuff is from a Forensic Files episode, season eight, episode nine. Mm. Luminal. <laughs> Luminal. I love it, it. The vibe of Forensic Files. Oh, oh especially so, the earlier ones. Oh. It is incredible. Like night, all night. The background music and the lighting the, is so mm. bad. It's Awful. amazing. Um, but all of these sources, as always, will be posted on our website if you want to go check that out, myrestatepodcast.com. Okay. In late 1994, Janice Trahan, who's a registered nurse and a single mother of two boys in Lafayette, Louisiana, started developing strange symptoms. So it started as ocular pain and when she went to her doctor, they told her that it was most likely sinuses and not to worry too much about it. So her eyes were hurting. I am worried about it. I'm I have worried a tumor. about it. Like I have I s- a tumor and I want you to scan my brain immediately. I mean, well, you like, have eye issues, Christina. No, like A million. Because I feel like for me, if my eyes are hurting, I've had a lot of sinuses and colds and COVID. And I feel like my eyes don't I, hurt often. My eyes have a lot of things going on with them. My eyes have never hurt. Mm. I it's feel like weird. that's a bad I feel like it's not sign. sinuses yeah. right like I'm like it's- I gotta be honest I well you know I had sinus uh-huh. stuff yeah, done yeah you did Does make my eyeballs eyes, hurt yeah, did my they eyes hurt did like, is it pressure from yeah. the sinuses because and they it depends because there's sinuses above and below your eyes so okay. if you get like a lot of impaction in the like a lot of you know oh. stuff built in there you can't it can I've definitely had where like I've had a headache that literally lives like right, right like above a and below eyeball. your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what they said. So she went in. She's like, I'm. I, that's how it started. She's like, I'm having some like ocular pain. I don't really know what's going on. And they were like, it's probably sinuses. Relax. Right. Still don't want you to tell me to relax ever. Yeah. I don't chill out. To- first of all, Janice, chill. Right. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um. So she then started experiencing uh, like really extreme fatigue and she'd experienced fatigue for a long time. I have a tumor. But this was like extreme fatigue. And I will say, I was just telling you during the break that like from COVID, I feel like I've had two symptoms that linger. And one is a persistent cough. Even Mm. though I don't have COVID anymore, I just have a cough that won't stop. And it's very made me very self-conscious like at work and stuff like that. Right, because you I'm can't like, cough like, at Everyone all, right? thinks I'm dying. Um, and then also fatigue. Like when mm. I get tired now, I get so tired that I feel like I have to sleep and I can't do anything else. Like mm. I feel like that's a, a, a lingering COVID symptom maybe. Mm. Um, but so she had very extreme fatigue and it's something she'd experienced on and off her whole life. But this was to a degree that was noticeable to her. And then also she had lymph nodes swelling in her throat. So when she went to her gynecologist for a checkup and she was just talking to her gynecologist about all these symptoms that she's having, her gynecologist was the one who was actually like, hey, maybe you have a virus. Like, why don't I order like some blood tests and and see, you know, just just know. Right. Thank you. So when the results came back, they not only showed that Janice was unexpectedly pregnant, but they also showed that she was HIV positive. Oh, baby snakes. Right. Oh. So this was devastating for Janice, who didn't know where mm. she could have contracted this virus. So this was 1994. I was going to ask when, yeah. Oof. And yeah, in 1994, so early 90s. So the HIV and AIDS epidemic had like was, just kind of like yeah, swept it's deadly through. at that point. Um, and it wasn't very well understood, even for a registered nurse like Janice. Mm. Like it, it was just not 
it at this point it was a death sentence i feel like yeah it was for sure. this case is so fucked up yeah i knew you knew i looked at your face and i was like she knows what i'm talking about oh, no. yeah no i saw that tiktok i was like oh that is actually a good one yeah i'm glad is. that you grabbed it yeah so janice was of course she was terrified i mean it's a very scary i feel like it would be a very scary prospect now yeah. at the time even more oh, so oh my god at so the she, time yeah so i mean she, it is a death sentence then it yeah. was. You, it was you absolutely. Feel, you feel that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, we learned all about Jacob White. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. So she was so <sighs> terrified at this point that she opted to end her pregnancy um, for fear that the child may contract the disease, right? Like, I mean, at this point, you think that yeah. HIV is a death sentence. You don't want to pass that on. She's already a single mother to two sons. Yeah. Um, it was very scary for her. So, Hospital authorities had Janice call every sexual partner she'd had over the last 10 years and tested their blood in an effort to discover who had infected Janice. All of the results were negative. Hmm. And so, she's, she's a nurse, though, too. Exactly. So they started to think like, so they started to think like, maybe this had something to do with one of your patients. Maybe one of your patients got you sick. So they're doing all of this investigating at this time. So months went by and a suspicion continued to nag at Janice, so much so that five months after her diagnosis in early 1995, she drove to the DA's office and she shared a story with him. I'm watching. I'm like, I, oh I want to see the fucking shock on oh no. Cassie's oh face. No. Mm. She told him that she believed that her primary care physician, a man named Richard Schmidt, was responsible for her having contracted the virus. The guy that she works for. So not works for, but is her doctor. Oh, is her doctor. Mm -hmm. So she went on to say that in addition to being her doctor, she and Richard had also had a personal romantic relationship for many years and that she had only recently ended the relationship. So the DA, I mean, of course, he was skeptical, but he assigned detectives to look into it further. And when they questioned Janice as to how Richard could have infected her, she told them, that son of a bitch injected me. So Richard J. Smith <clears throat> was one of the most respected physicians in Lafayette, Louisiana, and was well-liked by his patients. Like, So at this point, I mean, they're like, I don't know, he is really kind of this like beacon of the community. Lafayette, Louisiana is not a very big place. Right. All of his patients speak very highly of him. And even Janice herself, when she talks about him is like, he was very knowledgeable, very well liked by his patients. There is an age gap there. And she met him when she was doing kind of her like initial, um, not residency, but whatever nurses do sure. kind of like early, early on when she was very young and he is a bit older than her. And I think she was like very apprenticeship kind of situation or yeah I, I just think she was very enamored with him and she says like he was so good with his patients and so smart and such a good doctor and that's the reputation that he had right so janice um like i said had first met richard about 10 years earlier they were both working at the same hospital he was a doctor she was a nurse and though they were both married at the time that they met uh her with one young son and him with three children they quickly began an affair. Richard wrote love letters to Janice telling her that he intended on leaving his spouse to be with her and she agreed to do the same, which they she did. Never leave. Yeah, I mean, she nope. left. She left her husband 
And she's like, yes, we're going to do this thing. We have a pact. I'm leaving my husband. I'm all you first. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'll follow right behind. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll be right behind you. Um, but she did. She left her husband and she had one young son at the time. And he never held up his end of the bargains. So this what? is in the late you're 80s. Not, you're mm-hmm. not serious. This can't be true. No way. So this is in the late 1980s. But still, the two continued to have an affair. She stayed with him. And in early 1991, although he is married with three children, Janice became pregnant with Richard's child, and they had a son in 1991 named Jeffrey. Richard agreed to pay child support and continued to tell Janice that he would leave his wife, but never followed through. Janice fell pregnant a couple more times throughout their relationship, and she would later say that Richard forced her to end those pregnancies. So he, you know, kind of coerced her into having abortions because he didn't want to. Right. And even though he paid child support for their son together. What does his wife think this money is going toward? Who knows? Who knows? I have actually known um, couples. I think it's like uh, one of my aunts or whatever. It was never involved with the finances. At all. Like at all. Wow. So when when my uncle passed, it was just like all all shoulders. Like how. Right. So, yeah, I mean, maybe she wasn't like involved with the home's finances at all. Right. Because I'm assuming he's paying for these abortions as well. Yeah. Right. Like, so I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who kind of took charge of all of that stuff. Yeah. So I really doubt that she had any. This kind of makes me want to get say. reinvolved in my finances. <laughs> right. I mean, we have I stepped away because I was working for remotely, like, or I mean, I was working on the road. Yeah. So I'm like, Anthony Christina and I have to. separate finances. So who fucking knows? I mean, like, we don't look at each other's stuff. So I don't know. He actually makes quite a bit more than he tells you. It's like, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, so just really awful. Like she just doesn't feel empowered in this relationship. He has kind of bullied her to, you know, to hear her tell it, to get abortions that she didn't necessarily want to get. Um, so frustrated, Janice attempted to end the relationship multiple times. Each time he would become enraged and threaten her with new uh, and threaten her in numerous ways. One time, he threatened to post sexually explicit photos he had taken of her to oh. a bulletin board at the hospital where wow. she worked. That's which is not old okay. School. What yeah. an old school way. To, it's like, you know, because now you would post it to That's their like, social media or yeah, whatever. Like the he's origin like, of revenge porn. Uh-huh. He's wow. like, I will print it out and I will go get some thumbtacks. Jesus Christ. And I will post it to the literal bulletin board oh, no. at your job, mm. which is so fucked up. Dude. So fucked up. Yeah. He threatened to ruin her career because, again, he was very well respected in their career. And then I just moved to a different city. And honestly, this is the reason why, like, people rail against power dynamics in relationships. That's right. Because if something goes wrong, there is the very real probability of abuse. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, this was a field she wanted to be in, wanted to stay in. And he was basically like, I will go to all of your professors at all of the schools you graduated from, and I will tell them that you plagiarized all your work, and they'll believe me because of who I am and who you are. Um, I'm a doctor, you're a nurse. And like, it was just basically like, I could take your whole career down. Oh, 
Yeah, he's <laughs> just a really shit. shitty guy. Um, when she attempted to see other men, Richard would stalk them, following them throughout the night. If he felt things were becoming too serious between Janice and another man, Richard would threaten the man. In one case, even showing up at a date's house and threatening to kill him. Jesus Christ. When do you have time to work and also be with your actual family? I, you don't. Well, I mean, I think like there was something that a doctor or a um, psychologist or a couple therapist or whoever put up on TikTok where they were saying like, these are the careers where you're most likely to cheat. Like, yeah. where and, and I saw that surgeon and doctor yes. were pretty high up because I think the hours are so erratic. Right. That like they're gone so much of the time anyway. So I think that you just kind of feel like, well, they're, if they're not home, I think that's kind of the norm. Yeah. You know, they keep really odd hours. Yeah. And they're gone so much of the time. So Janice, Janice was afraid to leave Richard, but eventually gave him an ultimatum. And she said, leave your wife and marry me or we're done. Which at this point, I'm like, do you want to marry him? Exactly. Why Honey. do you want to marry him? He sounds I, horrible. I think, though, at a certain point, there were a lot of things that I went up to before my marriage. And there's like... I don't know if it's I, I don't want to say it's competitive or something, but it's it's like a cost sunk fallacy. Oh, yeah. You've already spent this much time and energy. Yeah. And also they have a kid together, which yeah. is something. And she's left her husband like you've done a lot of things at this point for this person that you're like, I if if this is still on the table, if this is still an option. It's difficult to think rationally about it. It's like I, you don't you don't want that. You really don't. Well, you shouldn't. But it's difficult to see the forest through the trees. Yeah. And at this point, they've had almost a decade of a relationship. Exactly. Right. So you also remember no. And we've said it before. No relationship, no matter how abusive, is all negative all the time. That's right. Like there's good stuff in there that like you want to cling to. You have a kid with this person. You've left your husband for this person. They're well respected, you know, member of the community. You've created a whole inner life and fantasy about what your life would be like with this person. It's not as easy as like just walk away, even right. though it feels like it should be, you know. So um, she gives him that ultimatum and he told her that if she ever left him, he would fix it so that no man would ever want her again. So he told wow. her, if I can't have you, no one can have you. Same old same. We've heard it a million times. Please get more creative. I mean, or don't. don't Please don't. don't actually, don't, don't yeah. get creative at all. <laughs> um, when Richard again failed to leave his wife, Janice ended their personal relationship, but continued to see Richard as her doctor. Which is what like, is wrong with you? Don't. Yeah. Don't. No, I feel very uncomfortable. Are there no that. other doctors in town? I, I mean, don't know. Healthcare I think, is a bitch. In I this get country, it. I mean, it is, but I also think that switching maybe your primary care physician is not as hard as. Woof. And she doesn't elaborate on this in the forensic files episode because she is interviewed and she she speaks on it and she doesn't really elaborate on it. But I think maybe it was just more of just that feeling of like we can end things on an okay note. Right, like yeah. we, we can still be okay. Yeah, we have a kid together. We can be fine. Right, right. after right. all of this, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it just it's naive, you know? So throughout their 10-year relationship, Richard had been treating Janice's chronic fatigue with vitamin B12 shots, usually administering them at her home. 
So not long after their breakup in August of 1994, Janice is awoken in the night by the sound of her phone ringing. She picks up and Richard is on the other line. He tells her that he needs to administer one of her B12 shots and that he's nearby her house. So he's just going to stop by now. No. No. At like 10 p.m. Like 1030. No. No. Right. And she she says later that she thinks that he's going to spend the night. So I kind of wonder Mm -hmm. if maybe in her mind she thinks like this is kind of a ruse for him to come over. Oh, okay. So like I'm that's me. That makes sense. Speculating because she does say like I thought he was going to stay the night. So maybe she's like, oh, he called me at 1030 at night saying he needs to administer a B12 yeah. shot. Wink, maybe wink. he wants so to administer something sex. else. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Administer that B12. Right, exactly. B12, I'll give you B12. some energy, right? Yeah. So not not long after this. So this is August 4th, 1994. And he arrives minutes later at her house. Janice feels that something's off right away. Like he comes in. He's kind of like manic and weird. Nope. And then he injects her no. right away, comes in like syringe ready. Oh, Jesus. Injects her. And she feels like this is not like any B12 shot she's ever gotten before. It's painful. That's what she said. It's like she's these B12 shots she's ever gotten. It's a vitamin shot. It's never been painful before. And this is extremely painful. And she says she's never felt pain like that from a shot in her life. And normally Richard would stick around. And like I said, she thought he was going to stay the night. And instead he runs from the room. Like she's like, he gave me the shot. And then he ran out of the room. Which is not suspicious at all. Yeah. Weird. Seems fine. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. So after her HIV diagnosis, Janice became convinced that Richard had actually injected her with the virus but police didn't believe her. So there was one detective. This is another thing about forensic files because it's all like from the 90s where it's just like you get some takes where you're like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there was one detective who was interviewed um, and he said that initially he didn't believe her and believed that this was just an attempt by Janice to discredit and embarrass the doctor, possibly in an effort to extort money from him, which like, Uh, okay still got nothing better to do huh yeah just like she's just trying to take down this upstanding man uh still to their credit because the bar is so low (laughs) they agreed to look into her accusation which i actually do think is something because they could have just been like absolutely that's insane you know and not they're like (laughs) we'll give her a little credit and do the bare minimum Mm -hmm. but they were like we'll take a look and they actually did take a look so She told them that she had donated blood just a few months before Richard had given her that injection. So they checked her blood records from that day and found that she had been negative for HIV at the time, which narrowed down the window to when she could have been infected. They were like, okay, well, she didn't have HIV like two months before. Mm -hmm. She says that this injection happened. Right. They checked Richard's phone records and found that just as Janice had said, a call had been placed to Janice's home on the night in question at 10.30 p.m. So starting to look a little bit sketch, but still, if Richard had injected Janice with HIV, how did he get an infected sample? Because it's not just that easy. It's right, not like right, we right. just like walk in anywhere and be like, can I get the HIV? I would like that, please. please? Thank yeah, you. thank you so much. So the virus could only live outside the body for about 12 hours before it was inviolable. 
The nurses at Richard's office took meticulous records of every patient that had their blood drawn on any given day. So they knew they needed to look at the day in question within 12 hours. They were like, okay, this is only viable within 12 hours. So like, let's look at everyone who had their blood drawn. When they looked through the records, surprise, surprise, the records from that day were missing. As they were looking for the records, they found the sexually explicit photos of Janice in his drawer. He had hmm. them at work, the ones that he was intending on using. Well, I mean, uh, you know, listeners can't see. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see me fake whack off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cassie was making a jerk off motion, which maybe he used them for that. <laughs> I think he probably Spank had bank. them on the ready to yeah. extort her at any given time in, her, in his desk. He so, sounds like a great guy. He's a real piece of shit. So they combed through the rest of his office and found nothing. And they were about to leave when they discovered a locked storage cabinet in another part of the office that was full of boxes. When they opened the one marked 1982 records, they found the log for the day they were looking for hidden in one of the books. So he hmm. kept he kept the, the log for, like he that, knew. for that week of of blood and withdrawals. He, he'll just put it back when no one's paying attention mm-hmm. anymore. Which is just kind of weird because it's just like, why not take it home? Why not get rid of it? Why keep it? Like, why not throw it away? Burn it? Do something else? Well, they might need it later if that specific patient comes back and they need his records. The one that he took, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. So in the record book, the nurses would write the patient's name and information. And then next to that, they would put a sticker with the tracking number for the lab so that they could send it to track the sample. So next to one of the entries from the day that from August 4th, they noticed that there was no sticker indicating that it had never been sent to the lab. So they're like record, 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 all of them have stickers. And there's one that has Mm -hmm. no sticker. So it wasn't sent to the lab. So uh, there was a note for it that said that it was a sample for Dr. Schmidt specifically. Interesting. Mm hmm. So police tracked down the person whose blood had been taken and asked if he was HIV positive, And he told them that he had actually been diagnosed with AIDS. Like he had oh, AIDS. Full blown AIDS. Yeah. yeah. So when they asked why he went in to have his blood drawn on August 4th, he said that he, he didn't intend on going in. It was actually Dr. Schmidt who called him, who was like, you need to come in. It's an emergency. We need to have your blood drawn. And That's he knows so he has AIDS. Fucked up. It's That's so fucked so up. So fucked up. You're fucking with somebody who feels like their life uh, is at risk and you're telling yeah. them this is an emergency. You need to come in and have your fucking blood drawn right now. Awful. Awful. Also, he could take this guy's blood. It's diabolical. It is truly, truly fucking evil. So authorities requested a blood sample from the patient to test against the strain of HIV that Janice was now diagnosed with. Mm. Now, this was 1994. They had never tested one strain of HIV against another strain. This is what makes it such a fascinating forensic files episode. Right, right. (laughs) Right. And DNA testing at this time, obviously, was not what it is today. They went to a genetic scientist at Baylor University and asked him if it was even possible to compare the DNA in a virus. And he said that although it was different than comparing the DNA in individuals because a virus is always changing and mutating when it enters the body, that it was possible. And that's something that I'd never really thought about. Mm, like yeah. comparing DNA for something that is changing like and yeah. evolving constantly yeah, is, yeah. is really interesting. So he examined 
the samples of 30 people with HIV and AIDS, including Janice's, as well as the patient, and discovered that 28 of the samples had mutated in vastly different ways, Mm. but that two of the samples, that of Janice and the patient, the viruses were nearly identical. Wow. So they mutated in almost an identical way. So the chances that they weren't from the same source were one in a million. Like they were like, it has to be from the same source. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. This is what Forensic Files was made for. Because the science behind it is truly fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, truly, truly. But it does have an ability to erasure the real people behind it too. Because when you think about it, like... That is, it's so fascinating, but I'm just thinking, this is a woman who has two fucking children who was literally given a virus that is known to be a full death sentence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So fucking awful. And this poor guy just is a footnote in this situation that happened. And and they gave, they they give his name on forensic files, but I don't know. I felt very weird about sharing his name Yeah, because Um, I was just like, he didn't, I mean, it couldn't have been because they shared it on forensic files, but like, I just don't feel comfortable with it because I'm like, he didn't ask to be part of this at all. Like he was just a person who has a virus who did nothing that DNA got stolen to do harm to someone else. Like that's, it's so awful. It's so awful. The worst, honestly. Mm -hmm. In July of 1996, Richard Schmidt was arrested and charged with attempted second degree murder while the prosecution was building their case, I honestly don't attempted. see how it's not first degree attempt. Uh, yeah, you, you know what I mean it. because it's how the premeditation it. that Strong. went into this shit is fucking the most. I agree. Out of any yeah. I agree. fucking it's, murder I've ever seen, I don't understand how it's second degree. And it gets and it gets worse and it gets worse. No. So while the prosecution was building their case, they noticed that the same blood results that revealed that Janice had HIV also revealed that she was positive for hepatitis C. So on a hunch, they checked the 1994 records again in Richard Schmidt's office, and they found that a woman's name from two days before August 4th who had had blood drawn, who also didn't have a sticker next to her name, happened to have hepatitis C. So they speculated that Richard took... That's a real fast death sentence. They took her blood, and they took the blood from the patient who had HIV, he mixed them together and hepatitis C is known to weaken the immune system, right? So he combined these two blood samples, injected her with both. So now she has hepatitis C and HIV and it is, it is a, like, it is, spoiler alert, it's a, it's a miracle that Janice is still alive. She is still alive. How? I'm going to go ahead and currently like, now. Currently now, no way. And it is a miracle of How? modern science because he did everything. That's what I mean when I'm like second degree murder. Are you kidding me? Because he did everything in his power. Yeah. To make sure that she he would shot suffer. her in the head with a bullet. He honestly did, and she he just did. happened and she to survive. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. Exactly. <gasps> yeah. I am shook. I know. I know. So during the trial, Richard maintained his innocence, saying okay. that he had a, a an alibi. He was with his wife all night, who stuck by him. Oh, by the honey. way, you can see footage of them going into like the the trial and stuff together. Like, and he's oh. like holding her, like arm wrapped around her. 
he had an affair with, uh, he had a mistress for 10 years, a full on mistress, had a kid with this person, was wow. paying child support. And like during the trial, he refused to accept paternity of this kid, but had been paying child support for the last 10 years. So it was guess just kind of like. Ju- what's, guess what's easier to find out? That this kid is yours. I know, right? Just go on fucking Maury. <laughs> I know, I know. Honestly. But so he he continued to deny that he had done anything despite all of this evidence. Like, why did you hide these logs? Why did you take these like samples? Like, it's We it's have so... you calling her at 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like all she said. Um, so he says that he had an alibi for the whole night. He was with his wife. The only time they were apart all night was when she took a 20 minute bath. So the prosecution determined that it was possible for Richard to drive from his home, inject Janice, and drive oh, that's back. That's why she ran. That's, that's why, why he why ran. ran out. I forgot that part. It it was seventeen minutes to drive to her house. The time it would take to come into her house, inject her, leave, and get back to his house was seventeen minutes. So that's why he was in such a rush. He knew he had twelve hours from the time he got the HIV positive blood, and he knew he only had a very small window when his wife was in the bathtub to administer the shot. So I cannot believe she's alive. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot believe she's alive. Yep, that is wigging me out. I know. On October twenty third, nineteen ninety eight, he was convicted of attempted second degree murder and was sentenced to fifty years in prison. He maintains his innocence. And as recently as 2015 was denied parole. Goodbye. He is eligible for early release for good behavior in 2023. So um, pray that doesn't happen. Somebody that's able to chew. The cold heartedness. Mm. And and the way you hurt not just Janice, but like so many other people. You're carrying on a 10 year affair. Though your, your son your uh, there's just your so other much family, here. your patients yeah. who you've completely taken advantage of as a doctor who's like took an oath to do no harm, uh-huh. like truly disgusting and terrifying. Did all the harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Janice Trahan remarried. And though she says she deals daily with side effects of her illness and is currently on disability and unable to work, she maintains a positive outlook on life and feels the ordeal has made her want to treasure every day she gets with her children and grandchildren. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a fucking wild Woo, story. So thank you for that recommendation. Yes. Thank you so much for those people that are wow. tagging us on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Thank we, you. We see it. We, we see, see it. it. And we appreciate it for sure. Wow. That was wild. I so wild, right? It's, no, it's, there is a diet. Like it is, we've told some real fucked up stories yeah. on on this show, this and there is, is a really diabolical element to yeah. you. Have chosen. There is something so sinister about like mm. not just going in and killing somebody, but like choosing this thing where you can watch them suffer. The level of premeditation is just out of this world, right? It's so. Wow. Deeply upsetting. But I also do want to point out that like we are at a point now. Um, I, I don't want it to come across as though we are like really harshly stigmatizing no, anyone. Absolutely. Who, it's who a completely is, manageable thing now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we know that now. And yeah. we know that now. But in 1994. It was not then. It wasn't something no, that. It was a death sentence was. at the time. Or we thought it was. Like it was definitely this they thing. They didn't that, have the drugs that they have now. You had cocktails and that was. And it was very difficult. I mean, in 1994, it like. We now just we can know. we can manage it yeah. in such a way that it's so almost 
you know, yeah, but it would have been such a completely oh. devastating thing to hear Awful. in in 1994. Oh, you know, um, and to and to have the added on like perplexity of not knowing like where it came from or sure. why and like. And then to have the realization that this is somebody, I mean, clearly this man was like a an evil with. psychopath, but you were with him for 10 years. You have yeah. a kid together. You loved him on some level. You had to. Yeah. And yeah. to know that somebody is capable of doing you that kind of harm, the father of your child, mm. it's just. It's it's really, it's truly a diabolical story. That's one of the, I, that's, that's what blew me away the most from that story is the fact that it wasn't first degree because yeah. it just, I'm, I'm like, I don't understand how that couldn't have been premeditated. Yeah. I don't know. It blows I, my mind. I would like to hear there are justifications for that because there's part of me that feels like this is a well-respected, pretty wealthy doctor the in The fact Louisiana. that he got 50 years is shocking to me. I would, I actually thought it was going to be less. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I really did. I think they probably gave him the max that they could. And then I mean, even, even with that, he has the potential to get out on good behavior next year. Next year. Act up, full act up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but I, you know, the one thing that I do hold out on is that he has not, and I don't think his ego will allow him to admit that he's guilty, that he did what he did. And parole boards and stuff don't really look kindly on you not being able to accept responsibility for what you've done. So maybe that will keep him in jail. Well, and the the good thing is he will never be practicing medicine again. No. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. Outside of what he did to Janice, what as, as a patient doctors that abuse their oaths are some of the most terrifying stories Mm. like that that doctor death that guy that was just Uh like i can be a spinal surgeon i was like you cannot sir terrifying podcast i've ever listened to in my fucking life dr death yeah it's so but yeah i mean like that's the thing and it's also like you're taking somebody in the most vulnerable situation of their life somebody who's just been diagnosed with aids and you're calling them up and you're giving them that panic of mm. saying like we need to take your blood right now it's, it's an awful. emergency oh, God. and and it's just that they want to use your blood to do harm to someone crippling else. It's so oh the devastation tragic. that comes from that like tragic just, so tragic it's awful all right well oh. we need a palate yeah. cleanser yes. so what are we watching this week did you watch minx I know it's I probably did. not your thing that I you want to talk about. I want to talk about it. I liked it. Go ahead it's and good. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I feel like I talked about it already, but I'm like, I thought it was great. I thought it was so good. And yeah. it was so enjoyable. I thought it was well written. The cast is great. I love great. watching Fantastic. Jake Johnson. He's very funny. So funny. Yeah. Was, he he nails that part. Yeah. He, I, so like for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's this girl who starts a feminist magazine but then decides that like or ends up kind of running into this guy who makes porno magazines and ends up making kind of the, trying to make a feminist like porn magazine yeah i read somewhere that it was actually kind of it, there was no such magazine as minx it was right. loosely based off of playgirl, playgirl and some yeah. other magazines but um it was it was actually i think a good acknowledgement of how feminist those magazines we're trying to trying be at to be. the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought it it was it was fun. It was a good, yeah. good fun romp. I think you'd like it, Keegan. I will totally watch it. It's I've seen good. the um I've seen the trailers for it. I couldn't stop watching it. I literally binged it in like a day and a half. I yeah. I really would like to. Yeah, that's good. Now, are you guys ready okay. for 
the new called The Midwife. <gasps> what? It's Stop on it. HBO Max. No. Okay. I want to say it's the same feel, the same vibe, okay. the same tone. Okay. I'm going to cry just thinking about it right now. Julia. Okay. Oh, I've heard amazing things about okay. Julia. Okay. 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 Right. Okay. I am sold. Now everybody listen. What's it about? It takes, it it's takes Julia Child. It's Julia Child. Okay. Yeah, and it's an actress who I really love. She's an English Sarah, actress. Sarah Livingston. Oh my God, plays Julia Child, and she fucking just gets well, the essence. And she's it doesn't insanely feel like a good caricature. It feels like real. And then um, Frazier's brother. I feel really bad. Hey, oh, uh, uh, oh, do yes. you know who I'm talking yes. about? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And plays I have the biggest Paul, crush on him. Paul Child plays her amazing. husband. That feels right. And then BB Newworth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was also in Frasier. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Plays Avis, her. her best friend. It It's a lovely world. Does it take liberties with what actually happened? Fine probably? with me. Beginning. Fine with me. And okay. especially with Judith Jones, Judith Jones, who's like an amazing um, editor that worked for Knopf, who I, I love. She basically invented like cookbooks being published wow. and winning awards. But regardless of that, it has that same I'm, feel I'm, of a light, say less i'm so into it <laughs> also the the woman who plays julia childs she was in a show which is a very popular or was a very popular british kind of like crime show called happy valley oh. which if you never have seen happy valley she is so good in it okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's her she is so good and it is it is such a good show i mean i would rewatch happy valley it was so good okay. um would recommend this yeah. is just going to make you like as someone that grew up watching PBS and I grew up watching Julia Child I like a hundred percent got PBS I just started I a paper I was like it's and not it's yet. so great antique yeah. roadshow yes, yes we'll watch like Julia Did. Child we'll watch yep. do you remember the the Cajun cook yes of course I, Bam or not Bam not uh, Emerald, no the Cajun yeah. cook yes it's like the about. original one yes 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 but it's just there's something that is very warm and comforting and yes. inoffensive about the show oh. that is is very call the midwife vibes. Yeah. So I'm going to oh recommend God. it for in that. In this I love absolute it. dumpster fire of yeah. a world we're living in, yeah. I will watch. The, I'm, I'm going to cry thinking about watching it right now. Mm-hmm. I, I Anything that makes me feel even a tiny little, like a, a quarter Bit of, of a teaspoon of comfort. Yes. I'm, I'm so into that. I'm ready for it. Mm. Um, on the opposite side of that, I watched <laughs> the very first episode of Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, yes. Wow. I mean, it's really the only new thing I've watched. I have read a lot, basically, in all of my um, spare time I've been reading. So I've read three books since we recorded last, but one book that I read that I feel like I should talk about because this book is going to polarize our audience if anybody Uh-oh. takes my suggestions seriously. Bunny by Mona Awad, Awad? A-W-A-D, um, is the weirdest book I think I've ever read. I mean, the only other book, and it's a very different vibe, that is the same level, uh, or, or it might be weirder, is weirder, would be like The Wasp Factory, which was like so fucking weird, and I wouldn't recommend that book. Okay. But Bunny is, uh, the only way I can think of putting it is that it is Heather's meets hmm. Frankenstein. Hmm? Ooh. It is like a very weird horror novel. Okay. <laughs> about like a, a culty clique of popular girls. Um, where there is like a very like magical realism fantasy element it is okay so weird but i 
enjoyed it. I feel okay. like Chris and, would like this. And it's kind of like vague. I don't know. It's like it's very vague. If you're not okay with like not having all the answers at the end, then it might not be the book for you. <laughs> no, nope. something this is my kind of book. Not where I'm for like, me. I make my own at endings. Make my own adventure. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, what happened? But what the way, but what happened? But the way it was written, uh, there were times when I was reading it where I was just like, I don't even think I like this, but I couldn't stop reading it. Interesting. Okay. And so for that reason, I was like, it's got to be at least four out of five stars for me because I was just like, I was hooked on like, I got to see what happens next. Yeah. So, um, I don't know fight me like read it oh. and then um start a fight with me because <laughs> i know aggressive. that people okay. either really okay. love it or hate it like it's just one of those like nice. you don't like it or you're really 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 not like that's it you know hmm. i did also read the midnight midnight library which was I'm, a nice palate cleanser from bunny <laughs> did, i'm so glad you read it yeah and i did i hope that you found it to be as enjoyable it as was I comforting to me it actually. was it yeah. was it was for me as well I mean, like you see where it's going. You see that it's going to be like it's predictable, a, but it's yeah, com- it's cozy. It's predictable, but at the same time, it it gives you. It's exactly that. It's cozy. It's like it is. It's giving you exactly what you want. Yeah, and that's fine with me. Yeah. Sometimes I need I need to be like just given exactly what I want and what I need. I would say and that. that's what this book. Yeah, does. if you're if you're gonna read something fucking weird. Find something comforting yeah. to read afterwards. There you go. You know, it's a good palette cleanser. Pl- I'm glad yeah, it was yeah. a good palette cleanser. Yeah. I also spent two hours watching uh, the Netflix trailer for Sandman and people's reaction to it on YouTube. Um, it looks so incredible. <laughs> it does. It does. August 5th, guys, it's go coming. watch it so that I can get a second season, please. <laughs> but if you have something we should watch or something we should read, if you have stories, or if you just want to reach out and say hi, go to our one-stop shop of a website. <laughs> it's myworststatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. Aumenta el desempeño de tu vehículo y ahorra gasolina con O'Reilly Auto Parts y Lucas. Llévate dos botellas de tratamiento para combustible Lucas por solo 10 dólares. Además, obtén puntos dobles o rewards con esta oferta. Detalles en la tienda. Realiza tus compras en tu tienda O'Reilly Auto Parts más cercana o visita O'ReillyAuto.com. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.